When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X5 gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 97th time. Jesus, we're getting close. For the 97th time, I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Got the boys on, as always. Trevor and Doug joining me. Julian Edelman retired today. Wonderful career. One of the all-time Disney movie stories. Still not a fucking Hall of Famer. We spent a lot of time discussing NFL wide receivers and their Hall of Fame worthiness. Um, Antonio Brown is mentioned. Tyreek Hill comes up. Uh, some guys you, you might have never heard of. Herman Moore. Um, anyway, we spent a lot of time. There. This one was a long one. And then we took some questions from the recent Q&A and talked about why I think Gronk is the best tight end of all time, what cities we think deserve relocation, you know, not relocation, but expansion teams, hypothetically, if they were to expand. I don't think the league should expand. I think 32 teams is perfect. And um, what was the other questions? God, I just fucking did this. Oh, what would what should the Washington football team change their name to? Or should they at all? And what NFL player would you like to spend the day with? Hmm. I wonder who I said. Anyways, really fun episode. We have some cool stuff coming up over the next couple of weeks. The plan, at least for right now, is to do an extra podcast a week for the next three weeks. So draft-focused only. Uh, they'll drop Thursday morning. So the next two Thursdays, you'll get draft prep podcast. Doug is going to lead content there because I I can't help. And uh, Trevor and I will be there to basically go, oh, you think that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Why would they take that position? Hmm. Interesting. Never saw him play. Um, but we're going to try and weave some... Uh, We've we've some we've some jokes and some be wise asses in there, so that's going to be fun. And uh, then a draft night, first round recap that night podcast. Not Joe, Doug, and Trevor. So three straight weeks of double podcast. Call it the shocker. I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, after the goat, not Joe and the boys talking, Julian Edelman and, oh, and then we get into DMX at the end. DMX and then Trevor's Hockey Corner. Thanks for listening.
All right, we're back with the boys. Quiet week this week, and then out of nowhere, a guy who isn't going to make the Hall of Fame retires. We have we have news again, blessed by the Monday football gods. Julian Edelman retiring, released, first released, failed his physical, and now retiring. And Ugh. I've enjoyed the hell out of dunking on him today, not because I don't like Julian Edelman, because he's fine and has had a wonderful career and, and went to Doug's alma mater. Um, but uh, just because Patriots fans really overrate the hell out of that guy. So, anyways, how are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, it's more of the argument against ridiculous Patriot fans than it is against Edelman, for sure. It's like most kind of arguments are, but. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, can't read, can't write, can't state. <laughs> go, uh, go flashes. I think they changed their name. I feel like they used to be the Golden Eagles. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a good alumni. <clears throat> um, but yeah, Edelman, uh, he was a Johnny tryhard. He was a seventh round pick that, uh, had a nice career, 12 years in the NFL. But uh, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say he was a Hall of Famer either. I'm not going out on that on that limb. Nobody wants to take one for the team here and and be the voice of of people with three brain cells. I guess I'm the. I guess I'm the the advocate. You're here. the. I mean, you're the closest to. <laughs> yeah. So what I. <laughs> so, I I just reminds me of like the Eli conversation too, right? He's I been, believe uh, e- Eli has been brought up in my DMs about. Right. Um, yeah. Eli, so, like, go we, on. We, we wouldn't be talking about Eli if it wasn't for two Super Bowl rings. Right. We wouldn't be right. talking about Julian Edelman, you know, instead of his Super Bowl rings. How many does he have? Four? Three. Three. And an MVP. Three. And, and an MVP. Super Bowl MVP. That's never Super Bowl MVP. I mean, but there's been other, you know, one hit wonder Super Bowl MVPs before. So that's kind of null and void, right? Uh, yeah, the um, Super Bowl MVP is one fucking game. It's it's virtually uh, meaningless. Sure, sure. Especially, I mean, it's a nice little stat to, to nice little trophy to hang on the on the uh, the ledge there, but not. Um, I always think of that guy. Who was that safety from the Cowboys that had the pick six against the Steelers back in the day? Larry Brown. Bowl. Yeah, I always think of him as like the guy that like that guy won a Super Bowl. MVP. This guy fucking is nobody. David so. Tyree won. David Tyree won a Super Bowl MVP. Did he not? Did he? I don't know. Uh, well, here, let's. This is this is what the Google machines for. But anyway, Trevor, yeah, keep going. Um, so I mean, that's 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 about it. I mean, that's there's there's an argument for people who have excelled in the postseason. Um, you know, another sport, but Derek Jeter. Um, <laughs> Derek Jeter is is in the Hall of Fame will be in the hall of fame because of his postseason career is illustrious he also had three he also had three thousand hits and yeah you know a, an 18 year career and right right like, so i'm know. just i'm i'm just weighing the argument with that 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 in some cases postseason matters more than anything else um so so here's some here's some illustrious I, illustrious super bowl mvp yeah let's hear uh well we got julian edelman um nick Foles, who you know everybody thinks should be a (laughs) hall of famer 
um let's see here malcolm smith we all know him his his little brother or his big brother or him my brother saw him dunk in junior high school there he's on the browns he's on the browns right now um he's about to win another one not not joe flacco uh he made he 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 won one in a game that i i don't remember watching um totally blacked out santonio holmes obvious hall of famer God damn it. Yeah. Um, Santonio Holmes, obvious Hall of Famer. Uh, Dion Branch, uh, he of uh, Patriot wide receivers who have won the Super Bowl MVP. Dexter Jackson. Exactly. Um, uh, And then Larry Brown, who was really the one that probably started it. He was like the first one of my life that i remember being the who the fuck because like the years before right? yeah mine steve, too you had steve young emmett smith troy aikman mark rippon otis anderson joe montana jerry rice doug williams phil sims richard dent joe montana marcus allen john riggins joe montana uh you jim plunkett bradshaw bradshaw like these are all named guys and then and then back to back years we get larry brown and desmond howard and all of a sudden like it becomes fairly it becomes fairly normal for a no-name guy to win the mvp yeah all the good players are getting double teamed right kind of thing but what uh the the, a name that came to my mind um was robert horry the guy's got seven rings see a hall of famer no see so not by no so the best examples are Robert Horry and all the white guys that played with Bill Russell on the Celtics in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your argument that uh, Edelman does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Well, the, so here's the – so I promise I, I put a video out when he when – he, uh, uh, do you guys like the, the blue glasses videos, by the way? Um, yeah. uh, the uh, – so here's here's the best response, and by best I mean this is the one I'm using to, to to have this conversation. I wish I could do a Boston accent, but I'm I'm not even going to try. How many wide receivers in the NFL never played the position before their entrance? Spelled there wrong, but we're going to skip that. Um, I'm going to go. It doesn't matter what position they played in college. You're in the NFL, you're playing wide receiver, you get judged against the wide receivers. You don't get judged. You, like, we don't get to do the, well, if Eli played quarterback, if Eli played wide receiver, he wouldn't be as good as Julian Edelman. So that's a fucking stupid thing to say. Um, how many have produced great numbers on top of that? His numbers actually fucking suck. Like, you know, in the pantheon of Hall of Fame wide receivers, his numbers fucking suck. Um, yeah. How many face the best of the best in the playoffs and still would not only beat them, but embarrass them? I'm not sure he embarrassed anybody. He just played a lot of games. Um, yeah. how, how many of them came up in big moments to seal games? Oh, we've rattled off a bunch of guys. Um, better case for the Hall of Fame than Marshawn Lynch. This is – that's a weird thing to say. A very – a hyper-specific player. Like, n- normally you get, like – uh oh he's he's better than a lot of guys or you know these stupid general statements but a better case for the hall of fame than marshawn lynch who would you rather have yeah marshawn lynch yeah yeah no shit so 
fuck I mean, that case. <laughs> um, some of the things you said about the playoffs numbers apply to Rice as well. And you know what? I think you're, you're right. I think we should throw out both Jerry Rice and Julian Edelman's playoff numbers and see who gets into the Hall of Fame off just their regular season numbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you like just, this one, didn't you? <laughs> just check those. Just just check those playoff numbers right out. Do you have yeah. the, you happen to have those in front of you right now? Jerry Rice with an awesome coach, a great system. So I think he's saying that both players were uh, in a great system with an awesome coach with guaranteed playoff appearances, catching passes from a goat. Yep. That makes Jerry right. And so now it's me talking. Obviously, those are the all the similarities between Jerry Rice and Julian Edelman is that great coach winning team caught passes from the goat and nothing else should factor in nothing else that's just fucking weird yeah let's see there's we got a passing accent out there yeah it's fucking weird i i mean he he was an underdog he was a i mean he was not a highly talented guy so i mean you can pat him on the back for that but i'm not putting a ring on him but wait gold jacket do you have those numbers in front of you or no? Which whose numbers? Regular seasons, rice for a settlement. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm not even gonna fucking dignify that with a fucking response. Uh, no, I, I I figured you have those teed up. Jer- Jerry Sorry. Rice, Jerry Super Rice. Okay, notes. well here's well here's here's one for you. I put this on my on my backup page. Julian Edelman was drafted in 2009, and since 2009, he is 29th. In receiving yards. That means there's 28 players since 2009 with more receiving yards than Julian Edelman. Here are four of them. Uh, Steve Smith retired in 2016. Anquan Bolden retired in 2016. Vincent Jackson retired in 2016. And Roddy White. Uh, yes, rest in peace. And Roddy White retired in 2015. He's just like, if the Patriots fans weren't so fucking obnoxious, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And Julian Edelman would be able to search his own hashtag right now without seeing a bunch of stupid fucking meme pages dunking on his career. It's because <laughs> it's because the Patriots fans are so obnoxious about this guy. You did this. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this don't, don't this isn't my fault. Pieces of shit. Um so here's a question. Antonio Brown, Hall of Famer. Yes or no? No. No. What? Fuck Antonio Brown. What? Really? I mean, I guess I just don't like him. Yeah, he's very unlikable. Fuck him, his numbers. I don't care what your argument right. is. Right. So, but if, so if he's a hard no, then Edelman's a an absolute. Not even why are we talking about him, right? Well, it's like I mean, like Antonio Brown has doubled the amount of yards that for his career that Julian Edelman had. Antonio Brown was a top two at minimum, and I would say not even and top two and not two wide receiver for like the last seven years, minus all the he? all the craziness. Right how old is Antonio Brown right now? See, 30. I mean, he's in his 30s for sure. 
Nobody signed him. Nobody wants him. So Fuck that here, guy. Hold on. he's so fucking good. He was drafted in 2010. So he only came into the league a year after Edelman. And then basically sat out a year. So they've basically played the same amount of prob- probably roughly the same amount of games. He has basically double the amount of yards and more than double the amount of touchdowns. But Sweet. it's the it's it's the it's it it's that likable unlikable thing. Yeah, he's unlikable. Sure. Still, well, I mean, it's like I don't I don't think you can tell I don't think you can tell the story of you you can absolutely tell the story of the 2010s without ever mentioning Julian Edelman or Antonio Brown. I'm pre- no, I'm pretty sure. Like, if you're if you're talking like, hey, who like if if you're talking the most dominant players of the 2010s, you never get to Julian Edelman, and Antonio Brown has to be one of the three or four wide receivers out of your mouth to have that conversation. Yeah, I don't think he's really gonna be putting up any more numbers, and all these guys are gonna fly by him. To pass in the league, Antonio Brown's gonna be an afterthought. I mean, he's got almost well, twelve thousand fucking yards. It's not like it's not like he's got, you know, this isn't Sterling. And so the, the other one that came up today because I was thinking, oh Jesus Christ, if Julian Edelman gets in before Sterling Sharp, I'm I'm watching first take for the first time in my life or whatever, undisputed, <laughs> whatever fucking show. I want to see Shannon Sharp. <laughs> like I, I want to see the conniption when Shannon if if Julian Edelman gets in before Sterling Sharp because. Sterling Sharp for the kids out there was a top again top two wide receiver in the nineties, and yeah. the only guy he was not better than was Jerry Rice. Like and was, his career got cut short, right? Or no? Oh yeah, no. Yeah, he, he was the one that yeah. had the neck injury. Yep. Not yeah. I was thinking of his brother. Um, yeah, no. Sterling Sharp was nasty with Brett Favre. He retired. So Sterling Sharp retired after a 94 catch, 1100 yard, 18 touchdown season. That is fucking gross. But three at three first time All Pros, five Pro Bowls in seven seasons, and Sterling Sharp hasn't made the made the Hall of Fame yet, which I is a fucking travesty to me. Yeah, he was he was nasty. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm not even a fucking Packers fan. I hate the fucking Packers. Yeah, you don't even like them, so. I really hated the fucking Packers back then. Now they're, you know, we beat them every time there's an important game. But yeah. back then, fuck, I hated them. Anyways. Um, any well, any more thoughts on on Edelman? I mean, do do we want to do do we want to rattle off some some guys that are do we, do we want to do the yes or no game with the the Hall of Fame? We can do that if you got the yeah. Why not? Yeah, let me, let me let me pull this up. Um, I'm spending a lot of time on Pro Football References Hall of Fame monitor today, and so it's it's right there at the top. Uh, okay, so does, let's go uh, down a lit. Doesn't I was gonna say? Does uh, Antonio Brown does he have better numbers than Heinz Ward? He had like twelve thousand yards, right? 85 touchdowns something like that so okay so in so the pro football reference does a hall of fame monitor where basically they use the maths to properly kind of 
place everybody in context relative to each other. So for wide receivers, the average Hall of Fame score is 105. Um, the <laughs> uh, so the guy with the highest Hall of Fame score is Jerry Rice. His Hall of Fame score is 311 and 81. 311.81. All right, that's pretty um, good. Second place, second place is Randy Moss with 149.59. So Jerry actually has double. Um, uh, Jerry has double the Hall of Fame score that Randy Moss has. Uh, so okay. look that fu- look that fucking shit up the next time you want to tell somebody wants to tell me that Randy Moss is the greatest wide receiver of all time. So we'll skip all the guys. We'll skip all the guys through Tim Brown, who I think is easily one of the most. So Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Marvin Harrison, Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Owens, Steve Largent, James Lofton, Lance Alworth, Chris Carter, Tim Brown. That's like the top, I don't know, nine or ten there. Um, Reggie Wayne and Torrey Holt are the only other two guys above the average Hall of Fame wide receiver. I think there's a waiting list to get in on the wide receiver, but I think I have no issue. Those guys were fantastic. Um, Then it goes Julio Jones, uh, Paul Warfield, Isaac Bruce. Warfield and Bruce are both in the Hall of Fame. Then Antonio Brown, ahead of Steve Smith, ahead of Michael Irvin, ahead of Andre Johnson, ahead of Art Monk, uh, Calvin Johnson, Andre Reed. And, and the reason Antonio Brown's up there is because he's got four first-team All-Pros, which only – the only guys that have had four first-team All-Pros, Randy Moss, Antonio Brown, T.O., Lance Allworth, and Jerry Rice. Yeah, he caught a good window. I'll give him that. That's elite fucking company for Antonio. Um, I mean, I still haven't heard a receiver that that I would rather not have. (laughs) All those you'd you'd rather have all those guys. I mean, like, okay, so Calvin Johnson or Antonio Brown, you'd take Calvin Johnson. Yeah, like, I mean, would you, Calvin Johnson? Yeah, yeah, Megatron. I mean, yeah. again, he retired early, so he doesn't have his. But okay, so Julio, let's do this. This this is the this was the classic one for a few years. Julio or Antonio Brown? I'm taking Julio. Yeah, Julio. I'm. I don't know. All maybe day. it's just because maybe it's just because I had him on my fantasy team all those years. But like, Antonio Brown was so fucking good. So fucking good. Yeah, he's productive. Um, but so here's here's Edelman's class of guys that he's around. Uh, Plaxico Burris, Des Bryant, Julian Edelman, Amani Toomer. Um, I mean, Vincent Jackson's ahead of him on this list. Joe Horn is ahead of him on this list. T.Y. Hilton's ahead of him on this list. So. Yeah, um, I don't know about any of those guys. Oh, I'm pretty Hopefully. sure. So, Anquan Bolden, Hall of Famer? No. Mm, I don't think so. What did he finish at? So, he's ahead of guys like – so, Anquan finished with – let's see here. 13,000 – almost 14,000 yards and 82 touchdowns. Won a ring. Yeah, I don't think so. 
I don't think I'd put him in there. Um, Heinz Ward, two rings, four Pro Bowls. Arguable. I think I have him ahead of Brown. So who would you rather have, Anquan Bolden or Heinz Ward? Well, I hate the Steelers, so that's a huge factor. Okay, but like... And the Ravens. So Anquan Bolden had more receptions and... Anquan Bolden had more receptions and more yards than Heinz Ward. Yeah, I'll take Bolden. <laughs> <laughs> Twist my right. arm. Yeah, yeah Ward, right. Heinz Ward is just that, like, Claude Lemieux type guy. What? Just got under, got under everybody's skin. and You don't want to play against that kind you, of guy. The hell are you going to talk about at the end of this? We give you what we give you 10, 15, sometimes even 35 minutes at the end of the fucking podcast, Trevor. Fucking know your fucking place. Yeah, I got to make references. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Only guy on the fucking podcast gets his own. It's, it's, I get my own segment in the very beginning. Trevor gets his own segment at the end. You don't see Doug bitching. Fucking right. Jesus. <laughs> yeah but can we stop praising Steelers wide receivers can we get away okay. from this like what do I sure. gotta do okay <laughs> so uh let's see here let's do this Brandon Marshall no I don't think so no tough what's his numbers like so 970 catches Heinz Ward had a thousand thousand yeah. uh Brandon Marshall 12,351 yards Heinz Ward 12,083 and they both had uh, they had 83 and 85 touchdowns they're basically the same except for the oh and one time Brandon Marshall was a first team all pro and he had more pro bowls and did all that in three less seasons that's an underrated motherfucker right there yeah yeah, I mean, he was a savage when he played. Brandon Marshall? Yeah. Yeah, baby yeah. T.O. Yeah, he's good. He's got a pretty good meme going for himself this week, right? He does. He's 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 made it back into the... Uh, T.O.? Uh, no, Brandon Marshall. Brandon was Marshall. he yelling about something? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. exactly. What was he Chad yelling J- about? <clears throat> it doesn't matter. It's just it's the meme you use now when you need to yell about something. Oh, yeah. okay. Chad Johnson. Ocho Cinco. Nah. Not quite. Yeah, he had some really good seasons, then he fizzled out pretty quick. He, I did not realize this. Chad Johnson was twice a first-team All-Pro. Yeah, I mean, he had some huge years. He, he, wore, that, he wore that jacket as a future Hall of Famer, and I was like, oh, man. He's never going to get in the Hall of Fame now. Six, Strike three. Six straight 1,000-yard seasons. Led the league in receiving once. 67 touchdowns. Didn't get in the end zone a lot. Only one double-digit touchdown season. But two first-team All-Pros. I did not know that about him. Look at that. You learn Every day you learn something. Yeah, I mean, Chad <clears throat> Chad Johnson and Marvin Harrison, they're uh, the small guys under 180 pounds that really, really produced. Kind of reminded me of the guy from Alabama, Devontae Smith. Yeah, that's that's what they're all. Those two all right, guys, but yeah, Chad. Uh, he was he was interesting, but he uh, he fell off pretty quick. Here's one, Tyreek okay. Hill. Oh man, he's uh, I mean, he's I think he's on track. A couple more he's rings. Good. How many yards is he at so far? He's got three first team All Pros. Um, now he might have one or two of those as a returner, 
but yeah. he's at he's at five thousand yards. Already has forty seven touchdowns. Oh shit! Yeah, in four seasons. He's only been there four years. Like four, like starting seasons is a like. Yeah. That's. Here's one from the Wayback Machine, Herman Moore. Ooh, 84, Herman Moore. Detroit. Three, three straight years, first team all pro. Led the league in receptions two of those years. Went 1,100, 1,600, 1,200, 1,200 in four straight seasons. Monster. Wow. I mean, I always thought he was good, but I, didn't, I don't think of him as a Hall of Famer. I don't know. It's tough to say that wide receiver, I guess. The numbers are uh, inflated, like they are for these new quarterbacks. That's why I like that, that's why that's why I like the first team All Pro numbers. Like like if you've you string together three straight first team All Pro in and think of like who he was up against for that. So this was like so Herman Moore in the mid nineties. So he's got Irvin, Chris Carter, Jerry Rice any number of other guys right like this was a yeah. monster this was like the first tranche of like the hyper elite wide receiver where the passing game had started started to take over for the running game and he rips off three straight years where he gets voted a top two wide receiver in the league That's yeah, i like i liked him i mean mate you know through what being a big barry sanders fan herman moore uh, <clears throat> he definitely caught your eye but yeah, there's a lot of great wide receivers out there for sure. Uh, guys, Jerry Rice, uh, 10, 10 first team all pro, including <clears throat> two separate stretches of five straight years with a first team all pro. Just throwing that out there. Jerry Rice. And in He's 91, and in 91, when he didn't get first team all pro, led the league in touchdowns. It's kind of a Son weird of a thing bitch. to – who the fuck – now i got to fucking look this up. Who the fuck was the first team All-Pro in 1991? That wide receiver? Yeah. Let me see here. How long did Steve Largent play? When did he retire? Like, like early 90s, I feel like. So uh, the first team, the first team all pros that year were Haywood Jeffries and Michael Irvin in 1991. Hayward Jeffries from Miami, Houston. Who did he play for? There's the run shoot Warren Moon. Oh yeah, Hayward Jeffries. Wow. Yeah. That. Um, all right. Irvin that was. was... Irvin had when I'm look, I looked at it too. 95 yards a game with Jeffries at 30, uh, 73.8 yards a game. Irvin was Irvin oh. was an is an underrated monster. Yeah, yeah. But but again, buried in buried during a time where, you know, and he was on a run first team and just buried on a team with, you know, buried in the, in the rankings. Right, you you fucking playing during Jerry Rice's prime. That's the top spot every single year. Everybody else is fighting for two. So catching bricks, catching bricks, man. That's how he did it. But if Valley. you, but if you, if you take away all of his postseason stats, 
<laughs> basically the same as Julian Edelman. It's, it's what I'm. It's what, same guy. Same. same guy. Yeah. You can't. Same guy. You, like mirror image. <laughs> I mean, that was, see, that's why I wanted you to put up numbers because that was even dumber fucking comparison than it sounded like. So okay, let's just for just just because it's so I don't even want to do this, but like I think Jerry Rice through his first five seasons did had more receiving yards than Julian Edelman did in his entire career. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jerry Rice Jerry Rice in his first three seasons caught more touchdowns than Julian Edelman did his entire career. Jerry Rice went three touchdown receptions in, in his first year, then went 15, 22, 9, 17. Fuck you. And the 22 was in a strike shortened year where he only played 12 games. Anyway. Jerry Rice was the man. Anyways, that's this is why I don't look at fucking Instagram polls anymore because they always try and get me with that fucking Jerry Rice and fucking versus Randy Moss thing. And I, I learned to stop voting on it. Because I'm mature, and I know that I'm going to throw something against the wall if I actually open that up, and it's like 62%. Say Randy Moss is a better wide receiver. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I think Terrell Owens and Randy Moss are closer to each other than Randy and Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, you, can... you know, everybody's opinions. It just doesn't mean they're valid. But... Right. And plus, about, it's kind of—I mean, kind Trevor. Of that's the like players. the most that's Trevor. That's the most mature thing I've ever heard you say. That was mature. Oh wow! Thanks, guys. Hey, so the transition <laughs> to transition to best players and positions. Right. 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 Yeah. Who's the best? Who's the greatest tight end to ever live? And kind of was we're talking about Sharp before. So okay, so this is how somebody. Somebody asked me who the best tight end was of all time. Or like somebody asked me on my story who, who the best tight end was of all time. And I said that um, it's Gronk and it's not close. And I guess I want your guys' feedback on that. I, I would tend to off the hip agree with that. Um, but I haven't looked up anything or. I mean, Tony Gonzalez maybe is right there next to him. Are up there right right tony gonzalez antonio gates shannon sharp kellen wenslow senior not the psycho in jail i think those are the arguments right ozzy newsome maybe Ditka. Yeah. <laughs> Ditka. so um on the gronk thing so i did the i did gronk's first 10 seasons Gronk's career versus Tony Gonzalez's first, say, 10 seasons. Ah. And uh, it's interesting. So so your first team, how many first teams for each? I know Gonzalez has more, right? Uh, pa, 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 pa. Gonzalez got... He played longer, though, didn't he? Like, yeah. A lot longer. Got, Gonzalez has six first team All-Pro. Gronk has Gronk. four. Gronk has How many four. Pro, pro Bowls. Tony Gonzalez, 14-time Pro Bowler. Gronk, five. So here are their first 10 seasons 
neck and neck. Tony Gonzalez, 721 receptions. Gronk, 566. So that would seem to be a landslide. Um, except Tony Gonzalez, 8,710 yards. Gronk, 8,484 yards. So on like 160 less catches, he only had 250 less yards. Um, and in that, Gronk had, in that, Gronk had eight, 86 touchdowns. Tony Gonzalez only had 61. Yeah, but so that's, I mean, that's kind gotta, of my. Gotta, it's a body of work. I mean, to play the tight end position as long as Gonzalez did. Like, we're, we're like patting Gronk on the back for taking time off here. <clears throat> yeah, I'm but I'm just Gonzalez. not. This is. So to me, this is the. I mean, like, at the end of his career, these last five seasons, one of which where he won a. He's just. He doesn't even have an 11 yards per catch season for his last five seasons. Like he's just, he was useful, but he, he basically turned into Jason Witten for the last five years. And it's not to say that like you're supposed to be that different when you're 33 through 37. Like it's crazy that he played that long, but from a dominant standpoint, like you've got, you've, you've got one season, you've got one game. I'm taking Gronk all day. Like if, if in the Space Jam scenario. Yeah, I mean Gronk is my tight end. He's was really? so dynamic and seemingly unstoppable. Gonzalez didn't Gonzalez was good. He was a, a great like he was a good another receiver out there, it felt like. Gronk was was kind of transcended the position in a way. 1300 1325 1325 catches. 111 touchdowns. I mean, Gonzalez right. I mean, played he's... basketball guy. Like he's a freak athlete. Yep. I like. Like. I, I, like I this I don't is think this Gronk is a better athlete than Tony Gonzalez. I mean, then I something the question, something happened though. Like Gronk's at like <laughs> if you, when you when you look at Gronk's numbers though, right? I mean, it's like he's playing a different game than than like he's playing a different game than Gonzalez's. He's being used differently. His, his yards per reception are more like a wide receiver than a tight end. Like he's averaging 15 yards a catch damn near every season. And, and, and averaged it for 12. his career. And Gonzalez was like 11, 12. And, and then the back half of the back third of his career was like 10 and sometimes under. Yeah, or eleven and under. It's just like different. Know. You know, I, I would. There's just, and again, eighty six touch. Like you know, you brought up uh, you know, um, Gonzalez's touchdowns. It took him till he was thirty seven to catch one hundred and eleven. Gronk has caught eighty six in ten years. I just like Gronk. Gronk is gonna not gonna play as long, and he's not gonna be as sturdy. But I just think he's one of the best weapons we've ever seen. And I agree with that. Yeah. And I think better. too many other guys have come along. Like, so Gates um, and the, you know, you got Gates and Jimmy Graham and uh, Penn State, who's, baby. Who's Tony some of the Gates. other, who's some of the other guys? I'm, I'm tripping. I like Shannon Sharp, I think gets un, un, underrated in these conversations. Like, he was a fucking monster. Yeah. Um, and a 10, little tight yards, end. 60 plus touchdowns. Yeah. 
Um, but like Gronk to me is just a, 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 a weapon that we just haven't seen very yeah. often. It's just, he's just like a different, a different <laughs> guy. It would be interesting to see if uh, what Gonzalez's numbers would have been if he was playing with seven-time Super Bowl champ Tom Brady, catching those touchdowns. Oh, it's maybe true. So that's a valid point. Maybe um, whoever the maybe fucking Steve Bono or Elvis Gerback would have been Tom Brady if they had Gronk. <laughs> you know, right? I mean, Gerback went to Michigan. There's no reason he can't. Gerback went Ger- to Michigan. Brady went to Michigan. Julian Edelman was the number two playoff performer jerry rice was the number one playoff performer they're all the same (laughs) all the same you find one similarity between them and that makes them exactly the same right all right so we're we're right now we're we're kind of pulling questions so that last question was kind of explain that gronk is the best tight end ever question that came from the mailbag that we just did on sunday another question we got was nfl player you most want to spend the day with I'll let you guys go because Trevor, you got one. I mean, now that I got Gronk on the mind, maybe he's that, up I mean, there. I don't know. Is that your? Is that where you're going? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get enough time. I got to process this one. I'm not ready to order yet. Take their orders again. What about like Mark Bavaro? <laughs> yeah. No real. I mean, yes, but no. I mean, what's Bavaro like now? You know, I'd probably say, I think Peyton Manning, maybe. (laughs) Really? He's funny, I guess. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Talk some shit. I feel like like he's got a lot of wisdom to share. I just feel that way. It's it's all stored in his forehead. Sure. His five head. Yeah. Sure. One you, one you, one you hit tell, for every MVP. You just tell me really dumb shit about Eli as a kid or something. Yeah, there you go. Doug, who are you thinking? You know, it's tough to say. Growing up in the Hall of Fame city, I spent a lot of time with you guys. <laughs> Jesus um, <Christ. laughs> um, I don't know. If I think I mean a current player. I think wait, I would want to. Wait, where's that? What? What? Hall, the Hall of Fame city. Oh, Canton, Ohio. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be my answer to another question here coming up. Um <laughs> what was I oh yeah. I think if current player, I mean probably Baker Mayfield for me, obviously Browns fan. He's pretty funny. I'd like to sit with him and make fun of a lot of people in sports media. Okay. Starting with Cal and Calterd. But uh yeah, as far as current players. Baker's my pick. If I had to pick a former player, probably Jim Brown. That guy's seen some shit. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a very good one. I can ask him about lacrosse, too. Those are my two brownies. All right, well, I'm going to go with somebody that, to my knowledge, hasn't beaten his wife. Um, It was a different time. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, okay, okay. So there's Frank. But we can't. That can we can't talk about Antonio Brown again if you want. <laughs> there, there's, <laughs> there, there's Frank. Um, oh yeah, that's kind of. Don't try to say anything else. There's Jerry. Is, 
which is just yeah. a boring i you know what i don't want to spend there's, i don't even want to spend ronnie. five minutes with jerry rice ronnie would be the one from the ronnie would be the one from the 80s teams that would be like okay like you talk about like some fucking wisdom like that guy was the locker room leader of those teams um you know montana you know rice none of those guys were like ronnie was the leader of those teams like there's this great story about charles haley's having a complete fucking freak out he's like chasing george seaford around the fucking locker room threatening to kill people and uh uh, charles haley at this point was uh um uh, undiagnosed manic depressive um and uh (laughs) ronnie they played the raiders that game and ronnie lott was in the other team's locker room and the they went and got ronnie lott from the raiders locker room saying you have to come get your boy he's gonna (laughs) kill he is gonna kill so ronnie in like full raiders gear is just walking into the niners locker room to fucking get charles haley to fucking settle down um so he also chopped off his pinky so that he could play in a game so yeah um but i think like getting i say i don't i don't know if i'd actually remember hanging out with frank because if i was hanging out with Frank, i'd just be like wandering around just like just wandering behind him like i wouldn't be able to put words together people were asking me like what nfl players you get would you love to have on the podcast and and i said i i haven't thought about it and everybody messaged me like what about frank i'm like i would be terrified like that doesn't sound like a fun hour for me like trying to come up with conversational things to talk about frank with but i think kittle (laughs) is kittle from the current niners i think would be the would be the easiest hang dude he was on my uh he was on my plane to san diego after that game that we went to did i tell you that no yeah and i didn't even recognize him the guy next to me was like that's george kill was a big niners fan i was like oh shit yeah he is i didn't know until we were getting off the plane that's wild you did not tell me that i I thought but also uh, i wanted to ask you have you seen community where troy meets lavar burton yes (laughs) <laughs> is that what you would be like basically meeting frank <laughs> basically that shit's like, so funny I, it would be it would be i'd have to meet him twice and my fear is that the first time i'd meet him would close the door on ever meeting him again yeah <laughs> i met i met eric davis the baseball player once when i was drunk yeah i'm not proud of myself um i misquoted stats to him i i i think he probably thinks i accused him of hitting on my girlfriend who's now my wife at the time um anyways it it didn't it wasn't anyway man i can i can just see that i can just see that whole scenario (laughs) and depending on what point he was at in his life he might not remember it either wink wink right yeah no, this was a uh, little, he was a little older. Uh, so this was in somewhere in the last 17 years, but uh, the TGA Friday, the TGA Fridays in, uh, in, in, in LA and uh, near the hometown. And uh, that was, you know, it was a spot and uh, yeah, I was drunk and was like, Hey man, Eric Davis, big fan. And then rattled oh, off like r- rattled off a stat to him that wasn't one of his stats it was a quote about him that <laughs> i like the quote was if anybody was ever gonna hit 
50 home runs and steal 100 bases, it'd be Eric Davis. And I transpose that as like, man, remember that 50 home run, 100 stolen base season you had? And I'm not even sure the words came out that smoothly. Yeah. So, <laughs> Eric, if you're listening, buddy, you should do that again. I, 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 what I can hear is the, the, the tone of voice and the, 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 the volume level <laughs> of that. Yeah. Like, like just, just yelling, just. Oh. And, then, and then, and then you slip in there. Hey, you think my girlfriend's hot, huh? <laughs> and it's like, he had like either bought her a drink or said hi to her like a couple weeks before. And, and instead of being like, Oh, fuck that guy. Don't hit on my girlfriend. I'm like, fuck yeah, Eric Davis. <laughs> How did you say no? How did you say no? (laughs) Anyways. Um, All right. Um, Expansion teams. So uh, if the the question was if if the league was going to pop in two more cities and give out two more teams, where would they go? Doug, you said you already had one answer. Canton, Ohio, baby. The birthplace of football. Back to the roots. Ohio needs another team. No, not really. No. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. But it's it's a good uh it's better that Canton's neutral. Right? Yeah. Ish. I mean we got you know. We got the Cavs G League team now. We're doing pretty good. But uh I mean, I, you have to go. <laughs> I mean, you really just have to go where they where there isn't one, right? And if there's a market. Or yeah, I mean, what's like I don't know. What is the big city without a team right now? San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. But then that means California gets what a fourth team. Yeah. Well, they've they've all kind of always had four. They, they've had four teams before. Two in L.A., San Francisco, and San Diego. San Diego. Okay. Yeah. So we could do it again. They just need to what bring back. The supersonics, but that's beyond anything. Yeah, so where like like Bozeman, right? Like Montana or something. I was like gonna that's... say there, yeah, up there kinda yeah, Idaho. Dakotas, Montana, Utah. I mean not Utah, yeah. but Idaho. Idaho. That... Like, yeah. That's the only region without a team. They got the Broncos. That's Broncos country out there. It is it is Broncos. definitely Broncos country, but you know, uh the college football is quite popular up there. You think there could be something? I think Utah or you know something, Salt Lake or some shit would probably be where it is. Oh my God! Can you? Yeah, that'd just, be that'd be terrible. I'm not advocating for it. I think that that would be a market. Is what I'm saying. Can you imagine if like how attached that fan base would get to like a Julian Edelman type? Oh like man, just, I'd love it. Oh God! If they, if Jimmer Fredette would have been a. a <laughs> <laughs> a wide receiver right like the, like the, the salt lake city would be let's just say salt lake city would be a little pro mac jones right now sure. um, right if, if salt lake city had the third pick in the draft and uh, trevor lawrence and zach wilson were gone salt lake city would be all over mac jones he's a little bit more mccorkle when he's in utah right um so, okay so so Trev, you're going. You're going. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm going. I'll, I'd say Salt Lake City. You're going Salt Lake City, Jesus. I mean, that's where Kerry Collins would want to be. I guess that's true. <laughs> so, and and nobody nobody hates Utah more than me. Yeah, um, beautiful state. It's, oh, absolutely gorgeous. It's ruined by a bunch of fucking, you know, whatever. You could say <laughs> that about a lot of places. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. No. I mean, it's tough to say. There's a lot of places I don't like. <laughs> Like where? What is there? An, okay, so is there a? Let's see here. I'm trying to think. I mean, you got then you have the other. You have like the the Kentucky. Uh, That's Cincinnati. That's basically Kentucky. Yeah, they got the Tyson's in Tennessee and the Bengals up north. Yeah. West Virginia. <laughs> Same thing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> West Virginia is the same thing, but West Virginia is too far from DC and too anti big city folk to be Redskins or I'm sorry, football team fans. And oh, also, too, and Cincinnati's too fancy for them. What about Portland? I got, I got it. I got my two. Portland would be good. Although that's, they're, was, they're, that's, that's Seahawk country, though. That's 12 man country. I, was I know. Let's that, divi- yeah. That's what I'm saying. Divide let's the 12s in half. Yeah. Six man. Uh, what about Hawaii and Toronto? I was gonna say Toronto was gonna be my second. Aren't they? Aren't they always gonna get the Bills? Isn't that like always like rumored? Yeah, that's that's come up a couple times. Hawaii but is. I I I'd, 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 that city. That I'd city rather, would burn to the fucking ground. I'd rather see a team in London than 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 Hawaii. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, I mean, I mean, with the Pro Bowl, there is a there is a deeply embedded football culture there, and and especially with you know a lot of the more Polynesian players coming out more and more, and in you know with Tua being a quarterback and and high profile players, I think Hawaii would be a great place for a, a pro football team. Now, where are they going to put it? And the infrastructure would be a fucking nightmare. But the logistics, yeah, logistics, it's more than that. I think to me, it's like logistically, how do you, how do you ask that team to play half their games in Hawaii and then the other half of their games, they're likely taking no, it's like, a, what is it, a 10 hour flight to New York from Hawaii? Like yeah. that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I, I think you're more likely to see because at least in London, it's only a three hour flight from for the East Coast teams. And you know, it's eight well, or ten. It would only for, be it only be a three or four hour flight for the West Coast teams for Hawaii. Yeah, but there's there's way more in, on the East Coast. Is like the majority of the league is center, you know, central to east east coast. And um, you know, asking the asking the Niners or the Seahawks or the, you know, Rams and Chargers to take an extra couple hour flight once every couple of years is a little easier than asking teams to fly to Hawaii, like fairly regularly. Sure. That's just, yeah, pretty that's much. Just... Yeah. They'd be playing night games, essentially in Hawaii. I just like, thought about time, nighttime over here. How many right? States are there with no professional sports teams? There's a there's a good there's a good amount of them. What about Arkansas or Iowa? 
Right. Iowa would, would be, Iowa would be in that North, you know, that, that North uh, center kind of mid Midwest area that my uh, Montana, Dakotas, Idaho, Iowa. There's just nothing up there. Right. All of those people would have to come into Philippa stadium. Yeah, like you'd have to have 104% attendance from like yeah. Wyoming just to, you and, know, like and, everybody would have to get season tickets. And you could just rob yeah. a bank. Like whenever there was a game, you could rob a bank. And it <laughs> right. right. <laughs> It'd be like Friday Night Lights when the entire town loads into the bus and goes off to see the Buckaroos or whatever the fuck they name them. They definitely they have to be the, well, I guess they, yeah, never mind. Cowboys. Yeah, it's a tough question because, like, all the big, like, Florida, California, Texas are kind of the three biggest states, but they all have multiple teams, multiple teams already. Uh, Tulsa could, Tulsa could probably maybe, like, they're starting to, you know, sure, yeah, Oklahoma, like, Oklahoma would be one, yeah. I'd rather, and I'd rather see, like, yeah, maybe they cut into the Cowboys fan base a little. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I feel like Tulsa. Because um, Oklahoma hates Texas, but I can't imagine like like what do people in Oklahoma who are their who's their football team? Yeah, Saints, the Saints, Cowboys, got, Saints. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, there's there's a there's a joke here that's just too easy, but like I really think Houston deserves a professional football team. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let's just move, move them to Austin and make them the rainbows, and that would just really piss everybody off. Right. <laughs> Austin leftists, goddamn leftists. <laughs> All right, so, so speaking of football names, uh, what, what should the this is another question what should the Washington football team do about their name? Should they leave it or come up with something that isn't the football team? I mean, oh, you know, I, South Carolina could get a team. Sorry, let's throw that in there late. You, you South Carolina. You're, yeah, you're right. Well, that whole, yeah. But there, it's so funny, like that, that. That Southeast is all divided. Like a couple states get a team, right? Like yeah. Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland. What about you know, they all get? Yeah, there you go. They would, they would, yeah. they would have a passionate fan base. Yeah. All right. I'm I mean, done. good. Sorry. Good luck. Good. Uh, like, good luck selling season tickets in Alabama. Tide, tide sells out all the time. Yeah, it's different. That's like seventy. I got eighty years of fucking history there. You sure. plop a like. What did you even like? How could you even name a football team in Alabama without offending somebody? Right. <laughs> yeah, you you couldn't. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. Right. You have to be the. It have to be the Alabama football team. Yeah, Call Alabama. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking the, of, yeah, uh, and and then you just you just get every year the, the every year you end up yeah. with this, especially for an expansion team, it becomes every year, every week would be could Nick Saban beat the professional Alabama football the the other paid Alabama football team, All right? Um, but what should the what should the uh, the football I mean, team how cool, do? How cool would that be with the pre every one of the preseason games is always against Alabama? 
<laughs> yeah, it's just like a little little scrimmage, little seven. That'd be on seven. amazing. That'd yeah. be so cool. I like to, kind of. to get to the the football team thing. I will say that their jerseys and the helmets I think look fucking rad. The new the the football teams. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. I'd like I I don't want to see them with a the mascot. I I think I think it stays. I think it's kind of cool. I'm. It's not as weird as I thought it was going to be. No. And it's not soccery. You know, it's not. It's not English football-y. It's, it's, it's the football team instead of the football club. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, club would have been probably a better. Washington Football Club would have been a better name. Club just sounds better than team, but. Sure. The football team is like I, it, it. It does kind of work. What sounds yeah. better, the, the DC FC or the FC of DC? <laughs> DC FC. Football. Yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I I, I kind of I don't know what they've done. And you're right. The jerseys and the and the helmet combo does like look really sick. Yeah. They got the old school numbers on there. Yeah, I think that's red. And then they have a W. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty W cool, on man. one side and number on number the on the other. Yeah, look look like a throwback. I think that was sick. So I think it stays. I mean, what else are they going to be? The, the Washington Colonels. <laughs> yeah, the, like the Senators or the Colonels. The lieutenant. So the problem is that all that stuff is like copyrighted already. This is the what they ran into before. It's like you know the Red Wings was, you know, or Red Tails or whatever was the Tuskegee Airmen thing that was. It's like that would have been like, you know, that would have been kind of cool. But that's it's all copyrighted. All those fucking things are copyrighted, and they're gonna have a pain in the ass, um, finding a decent name that isn't you know like. They're just gonna have a pain in the ass finding a decent name, and they I might mean, not pick. Then they might not. They might not end up pick anything that's actually any better than just calling them the football team. But but they but knowing that organization, maybe they will, and it's gonna be awful. They'll call them the Snyder's. Something, but the, yeah, like Snyder. the Snyder kit. Um, this you know, like like the syndicate, but the Snyder kit, like sure. you know, there's. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they'll, they'll I don't, or it'll go super corporate and they'll just name like Dan Snyder will get like a billion dollars to to FedEx. name them like Washington like, FedEx. Yeah, the Washington famous Amos cookies or some shit. Yeah. And he's just like sold billion dollars. Thank you. Asshole. He 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 uh he just bought out all the minority owners, right? Yeah, he did. It's racist. Didn't he get like forty percent? Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's really doing it. <laughs> that guy's the worst. He's so fucking terrible. He's yeah, so he's terrible. Trying to pimp out cheerleaders. It's like, Jesus, man. Goofball. Yeah. Um, all right. So um that's it for the that's it for the mailbag, but um I don't DMX died and 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 that you know it's like we're we're men of a certain age we were all yeah. 
in high school when when he came out with the his seminal album i did not realize he every single one of his five albums or his first five albums or whatever it was all all went number one or debuted at number one like he was like he was him and, um, sorry oh he was just, he was the biggest rapper in the world for like two or three years there yeah 1998 his first and second cd both hit number one him and tupac are the only rappers to ever have two number one albums in the same year yeah that's crazy like bigger than jay-z bigger than nas bigger than like you know shit who's putting out records back in fucking 98 like he was the big he was bigger yeah he was the biggest r he was the biggest hip-hop artist in the late 90s like and and when my brother and i were texting about it he's like his run was kind of like the last of the golden age of hip-hop like and i can't remember anybody sounding so, as different as he did compared to everything else yeah dude i mean we like when i first moved to steamboat me curtis and i don't know if you guys ever met hanloff but we were just nonstop <laughs> quoting DMX, like just to like like I can't even tell you just in normal conversations. We just like what? This is not a game. Like, <laughs> dude, DMX he, is a man. He was. Um, <laughs> I you know I definitely got some of that when I was there. That's the whole. That's the steam motion effect. Yeah. <laughs> the um but yeah, no, he's he was just different. He just sounded so fucking different. And dude, he uh, was gritty, so gritty, so rough. That yeah. voice of his, dude. He yeah, he was he was definitely one of the most hardcore rappers out, out there. He made it's it to 50, dark and 50 hell years is hot. old. Yeah. <laughs> like like the get at me dog video was like frightening. Like it was just all black and white, and there's just like it's all black and white, and there's just like fucking angry ass fucking pit bulls everywhere. It was just like I this is, it was just frightening. Um, yeah, I would see the, yeah, I would see the was, Rough Riders a lot too when you've already had into towards Queens. Lots yeah, on the four wheelers, the three wheelers, lots of dudes on quads. Yeah, yeah. The um, no, uh, just uh. And all the have you guys like? Well, Trevor's not on Twitter. Doug, have you been seeing all the the DMX videos that have been coming through? Like him, him dropping in on an, Al, an Albanian wedding. Yeah. Did you see that one? <laughs> that one's so He's amazing. Just randomly in this circle with a bunch of Albanian dudes, like kicking his feet up, like, what the fuck? Doing their like tra- doing a traditional Albanian wedding dance. Yeah. And it's just DMX chilling. Yeah, I mean, who who can forget the uh, the Rudolph? Rudolph, the best I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah, dude, that is amazing. <laughs> I think it was who was, was Gabrielle Union was talking about how she everybody on whatever movie they made together on set, everybody was afraid of him, but she was just sitting in their trailer watching Golden Girls with him. It's like, <laughs> like watching Golden Girls with DMX. Like, you can't even like you can't even make that shit up. That's like, a that's not, a that's a Mad Libs. Yeah. He's from he's from Phoenix. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, I found that out and be like, oh, well, it takes a little bit away from like the New York rapper thing, but uh, or Philly or wherever I thought he was from. Yeah, I thought he was New York. Yeah. 
Yeah, he but. was he was definitely an all-time great. One of a kind. Indeed. So somebody what was like somebody was some crack. Uh drug drug is OD'd on something. OD'd cardiac arrest, right? Coma. Yeah. yeah. Somebody somebody I I put up, you know, just one thing on my story about him. And somebody was like, why does why does everybody uh, as, as, as soon as a rapper dies, all of a sudden he becomes an all-time great. I'm like, I'm like, no, you just didn't ask me when he was alive. That's like, you know, it's like, I, I, you know, he's, he's a top 10, top 15 rapper all time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not the guy to say that about. I mean, there have been some rappers that have died recently in the last few years and uh, they're not on DMX's level by any means. No. Uh, sorry, SoundCloud rappers and all your fans, but you ain't DMX. Well, it's it's like it's, it's th- th- rap has just gotten like everybody just sounds the fucking same with all the fucking yeah. and like and that and just listening to uh, re- go going back and re-listening to, you know, it's dark and hell is hot as this week. It's just it was different then. It's way different now. Um, yeah. Like you can't and nobody's ever tried to come back and like can you name somebody that's ever sounded like him after him like he's he's like the rare rapper that has no influences yeah dude well, because you couldn't dude, well, the, i mean that's if, what I'm if, saying. if he was now yeah. they all would they all would sound like it but because they all copy each other now but he was so unique that it would be obviously copying dmx if you did anything like it. yeah he <laughs> yeah. uh i mean the on that phil collins song he sampled yeah in the air dude that's you, that's like one of my all-time favorite songs that song fucking bangs dude how do you even fucking have the balls to pull that off like hey i'm just gonna sample in the air tonight and just fucking you know rap over that's no big deal and i always love the, uh, the songs of damien when he's like rapping as the devil and himself yeah. talking kind of yep that song those are great too but my i mean the all like it's kind of a kind of a commercial song but x gonna give it to you that's fucking that song's so fucking hard (laughs) and that was his thing dude it's like he could his even his radio stuff was him like he wasn't put like he wasn't putting out a bunch of stuff where you know there was a ton of singing in in the hooks right it was like um it was just it was him it was like it was always kind of like authentically dmx yeah he did not yeah, go the LL Cool J route. He sure didn't. <laughs> Ladies love Cool J. Um, whose early albums are amazing. Also, yeah, I just first two or there. three. Yeah, like. And who who can forget uh, Belly, right? That Oscar. <laughs> Oscar nominated. <laughs> I mean, DMX. He had a couple. He, he had a couple of okay movies. Was Cradle to the Grave was an alright action movie. Yeah. Was that uh, was that the um was that the Aaliyah Jet- one with Jet Li? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I mean he he didn't quite have the the ice cube career in the films, but he had a couple okay appearances. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't he you know, Ice Cube got fat and cuddly. Yeah. DMX did not get did not get fat and cuddly. Somebody fucking tweeted, he goes, I shaved my head. At 11 years old because of DMX. Do you know how fucking crazy you look as an 11 year old with a shaved head? 
Oh man. All right. I think I um, think the best the best video that I haven't really seen sur- uh, re- recirculating is the one where he goes on like that like the slingshot with his oh, daughter. I did see that one. Yeah. Oh my god, the whole time he's oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was I think that's my all-time favorite. Yeah, but he was uh definitely a normal guy too right like that that's what all those videos show and it's kind of yeah. sad it's it's yeah. sad that you know that was something he was still battling with at his age he never really heard about it yeah he had a, a rough upbringing from what i was reading so but yeah definitely an all-time great especially for us i mean he was he was right in our that's developmental that, years yeah like that junior of high school for me probably freshman yeah. for you guys probably but yeah. like yeah you can't yeah the number yeah puts out two number one albums your fucking junior year freshman year of high school like that definite all-timer from there on out yeah so all right well um on that tragic note i guess it's time for a hockey corner yep fire up the zamboni Couple what are we talking about this week trade deadline winners and losers first and foremost talk about my If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. When you rely on the internet for everything... You need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X by gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.